Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313-RADICAL now. That's area code 313-RADICAL. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you are divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. Moreover, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day while also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 97th episode, why my wife left me for another man, 40 questions you should ask yourself before this happens. Plus, live calls from you answering your marriage in crisis questions. So get in the queue. Don't wait for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right. So the quote of the day. Let's do this. Quote. Sex, love, creates a completeness between man and woman, which goes far beyond any other unities of the social or political order. 
That is why the state, which respects the family unity as the basis of civilization, is much more unified than a civilization which ignores it. A divorce-ridden civilization is already in cause a disrupted civilization. It may take a few decades for the track for the cracks in the family to become earthquakes in the political order, but one must not conclude because its tombstone is not yet erected that the civilization is not already dead. The state may break the outer bond uniting husband and wife through divorce, but it can never break the inner bond which unity in one flesh has created. To justify their breaking of the unity, they may say, love has deceived me. Rather, it is they who have deceived love. And their deceit began with the day when they confused love and sex thrill. They never loved in the first place, for love never takes back that which it gives, even in unfaithfulness. God never takes back his love, though we are sinners. We may betray him, but he never abandons us. End quote. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, book three, To Get Married. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help. Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. Okay, okay, so let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's get this party started today. First off, let me get a call in the queue. Let me get a call in the queue. Are you having some problems? Uh, are you and your wife arguing? You can't get along with what to do with the kids? Has she asked for some space? Well, if so, give me a call and let's do this. Let's talk about it. Let me help you as well as help you help others because I know that you that um, they got the same question. <laughs> so um, let's go ahead and get started with today's radical rant of the day. Now, this was a little deep. It's a little uh, misinformed, but I took a different angle. When you hear what this show is really about, you're going to be like, Jerry, you are seriously tripping. But what I did was, I I look at things I look at the face different than a lot of people do. Um, I really do, and I take different angles. Um, and so when I look at something, I look at it from a different angle to see what makes it interesting and how I can present it in an interesting way, so that you will be one to hear it. Plus, once you hear it, be willing to accept it. And so today we're going to go into something that's very, very important uh, that should be done on a constant basis. This is something I do all the time. Um, I've, I've been like that my whole life that, you know, um, and in a minute you'll see what I'm, what I mean. So how do I know the first? So the questions of the day are like, how do I know when I've offended my spouse in the eyes of God? How do I know the actions I'm doing are hurting my wife? A lot of times, we don't really, we like, 
we we do stuff, but we don't really realize it's hurting our wife. Well, a lot of times our wife doesn't even say anything, which you know that's kind of messed up. But a lot of times women, or and, and people these days in general these days, they really don't say stuff if they if they get hurt. Um, um, wives don't. A lot of times when wives they don't say times when they're hurt, it's because they don't want to upset the husband. And then he gets upset and then he leaves. And so women are always unconsciously scared or afraid that their, their husband's going to leave them. Why? Because everybody, every man, every other man in their life has left them. You know, some women grow up, they don't have a father. So that's the first one that left them. Then they, they give their bodies and their, and their souls and hearts to men before they're married and they leave them too. So when you're married, you finally, when she finally marries her husband, and he's um, and they're together, she, you know, mo- a lot of times unconsciously thinks that he's going to leave her eventually too. This is why it's very important that you understand women and what they go through when they make the mistake of giving their body away. Um, the thing about it is, once they do it once, they can't take it back, and so they become damaged. Um, their souls become damaged and they're, they're psychologically become damaged. But if you ask the average woman, she'll tell you, no, I'm not damaged. I can have sex with me as many guys as I want. It's not going to hurt me. Well, that's not true. Um, it's proven over and over again with women who are unhappy, who are very frustrated, who are very, uh, they, they, they lash out a lot. Um, they're, they, they yell at their kids. They're impatient with their kids. Um, they're angry with their husbands. They're nagging their husbands. They're they're nagging their children. You know, they're unhappy at work. They're cold-hearted. They're cold-blooded. I mean, these are just a few of the examples of of women who are damaged. Um, because if they, you know, if they weren't, why are you acting like that? You know. So this is why we've got to understand as men, it's very easy to hurt our wives. Very easy to hurt our wives. Why? Because we're bonded, right? We're bonded through the marital embrace. We're bonded through getting married before God, through God, and we're bonded through our children. And so if we, um, if we, really, if we really don't uh, understand that um, and understand what that means, then a lot of times we don't realize how easily we can hurt our wife just by our disapproval of her or just by um, our tone of voice, our body language, by raising our voice by bickering and arguing and fighting. That is a very thing that all men, all husbands must really try their best to understand. Another question that um, we should get into a little bit is um, what are my responsibilities to my wife in marriage in the eyes of God? You know, what are my responsibilities to my wife, you know, in, in our marriage? Um, have I misused my wife sexually? That's a big one. You know, or, or do we do we are we having sex with our wife just to please ourselves? Do we care about our souls becoming one, one flesh? Do we care about the unity with that and God? Do we care about, you know, what that what the, the making love does to our family and how that enhances our family and how it builds closeness with us? With my wife, our wife and I, which then in turn builds a close with God, then in turn builds a close with our children, you know. Believe it or not, man, people don't really understand what sex is truly really about. Even I don't understand all of it. But I will tell you this, 
making love purely to to just you know to 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 please yourself to release yourself to consider yourself you know that right there is a is a dead end it's a dead end it's dead it's a dead end avenue um because women will have your wife will a, a, a husband a husband uh, she will have, a wife will eventually stop wanting to make love to you to a man her husband that's like that um because women don't want to be felt to be made like they're they're a utensil a tool um and and that is one thing that they and they start to pick up on that quick because why like i said earlier they've been through it before you know other men have left them and the same stuff they start to real women they don't they don't stay naive for long um but the great thing about women and when they first love you they love you and they nobody can touch you they bet nobody but nobody would not say nothing bad about you <laughs> they are like a mother hen a mother bear they don't play but if usually men we damage that relationship and then we see the other side okay so the next thing is what are my responsibilities to my children in marriage in the eyes of god so today this is part 1 um, of what we're going to go over um, you know, responsibilities kind of in marriage and things like that. And then tomorrow is part two, where will be what is our responsibility to our children in marriage in the eyes of God. Okay. So there's one, um, there is one tool that is, that is very good to use for the things that I'm saying. And it is called an examination of conscience, an examination of conscience, which should be thought about every day um especially when it comes to you know the god the ten commandments um your wife and your kids okay so what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break now that i got you all primed and set up and then we are going to go um into uh more on examination of conscience and what it means where it comes from in scripture and the 40 questions that you should be asking yourself to prevent your wife from wanting to leave and be with another man. Believe it or not, the examination of conscience, this examination of conscience can really, really prevent that. Believe it or not, God knows what he is doing, gentlemen. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. 
We are back. We are back, man. So let's get to this very interesting subject of examination of conscience. Okay. Um, so as I promised, why would a wife leave her husband for another man? Okay. And what are some things he should consider to make sure this does not happen? Look, I'm going to be straight up with you. Your wife will not leave you ever. It's, it's, it's preventable. It is preventable. People think that women just go out when they got another man that they was out shopping for this dude. Uh, the dude was just, you know, and 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 she hit on him and and she, you know, everything just, you know, they started uh, making, you know, mad, mad love and they just can't get enough of each other, all that stuff. No, that is not how it happens. It's it, it's it's not really it's not an accident. It, it really is when people say well, it was a mistake or it's or it's an accident. It really kind of is. But it's a different perspective, not what you think. So first thing you got to understand about women. Once a woman chooses you to marry, she is not ever, 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 ever want to go and give herself to another man. Why? Because she has chosen you. Contrary to popular belief, women, wives choose husbands. Husbands don't choose wives. Contrary to popular belief, Men choose women. Uh, women choose men. Men don't choose women. Okay, that's a that's a that's another. Now, men can pursue all they want, but guess what? If you really think about it, your whole life of pursuing women, did you ever get a woman that never said yes? One, two, three. Ding, 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 ding. Of course not. Of course not. So what happens is either you might think a woman's beautiful and she's got a great personality and she's got a great body, you like the way she walks and talks and all this stuff, how smart she is and all that kind of stuff. But in the end, it don't matter what you think. In the end, it matters if she thinks the same about you, wants to get with you. So that's that. So when a woman, secret, 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 secret that nobody will say, when a woman goes out and gets another man, First of all, she's trying to get her husband to listen because he ain't listening. She had tried to tell him, try to tell him how unhappy she is. Try to tell him, <laughs> try to tell him that she don't think the marriage is going nowhere. Trying to get him to do things with what she needs to done. Trying to get him to do all these things. But what do men do? We don't listen. We don't listen. We don't listen. That is our number one problem. We think we know something. We don't listen. We think we, 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 we need to conquer the woman. And that's what that's what it is in our mind. We didn't conquer the woman. Well, I had her. I ain't got to listen to her no more. We married now. What I got to listen to her for? And a lot of men, hopefully they don't do that, but we do do that. We do do that. We do it all the time. It's called neglect. It's called disrespect. And years of that, months of that, our wives start to tune us out and say, screw that. So when we do stuff like that, we neglect our wives for other priorities. And most of us think that we always put our marriage first and we don't. We all say we put God first and we don't. And then when things bad, some bad goes happen, we realize as we reflect for six months on the way we treated God and our wife, then we go, you know, well, maybe, maybe I could have done that better. <laughs> maybe I, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking back. Yeah, yeah. That's why God allows bad things to happen in your life. Because when things are going good or things are going okay, we don't listen. We don't. 
We really, really don't. That's why God allows the pain. So, because and when we when we come in, when things happen and painful, like 9-11, was the first thing that happened after 9-11? Every Catholic church from here, from coast to coast, was filled with people. <laughs> we, that's just what we that's what everybody does. Especially in New York. I bet you all the churches filled up, or at least half to three quarters. They was all filled up. Right now, they're all empty again. They're empty again. Try to go to daily mass. How many people's in there? It's very rare that you go to a daily mass and there's more than five or ten people in there. Rare. That's rare. Even that's rare. Because people, we don't, we take God for granted. We take our wives for granted. So that is what happens is, so this is the secret. When your wife, if your wife, what happens is when a woman feels her husband doesn't love her or the emotional connection starts to go, she unconsciously opens herself up. What does that mean? That means, well, I'm going, see, that's another reason why women and men shouldn't work together. But see, nobody won't listen to me on that one. Nobody wants to listen to me on that one. Men and women should not work together. I was in that situation at the post office. At the post office, man, it's a meat market. You're very close together with 50, sometimes 5, 10, 15, 20 people sometimes, and you're all close, and all you're doing is doing what? You're doing a very simple job. You're taking a piece of mail and putting it in a box. Or you're on a on assembly, on assembly uh, line with people on each side of the line, and you're doing a very simple job. You're taking a piece of mail and you're throwing it in a box. So that job is so simple and you got men and women working together who are married, a lot of them, or in other relationships. And what are you doing for eight hours and 10 hours? At the post office, eight-hour shift is nothing. Most of the time, people are working 10 hours and 12 hours. So guess what? For 10 or 12 hours a night, five, six nights a week, and most people most people work more than five days a week at the post office, <laughs> okay? For five or six days a week, People are together, touching, inadvertently touching, smiling at each other, laughing, joking around, because their job is very simple, you know. And so what happens? You start to build connections. And so when you build connections, what starts to happen? You loosen up. And so once you loosen up as a woman, it becomes dangerous. Why? Because if I got a husband and a kid at home, and I start letting some guy talk to me. And I, at first, it's innocent. It really is innocent. We're just being nice to each other. But we all know people try to deny it in this society, which is so stupid. We try to deny that men and women can be friends. Men and women can't be friends. Men and women can't be friends. Because if a guy is your friend, I, I would even say, I'm not even going to go 99. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say 85 to 90% of the time, if a guy is a woman's friend, he wants to get in her pants. It's the truth, man. It's the truth. Men ain't nice to women because they try, they just want to be, uh, have one a, a hangout buddy. That's what men are for. That's what my men friends are for. And women, they don't get it. And so when they're at work and they're around people and the man, and then they're talking to a dude, he's talking back and they're having a good time, especially if he's not married. A lot of times at the post office, even if you are married, <laughs> if he is married. He's going to, they're going to, why? Because they're going to start enjoying being around each other. And so what happens is they start messing around. It's innocent at first. We're just talking. Then we start. Then when we then when we start talking, then we start. You know, we start staying next to each other all the time. 
on the belt. We start standing next to each other. Um, or if we're throwing mail, we start, you know, standing next to each other as we're throwing mail and talking and stuff. Night after night after night after night. Night after night. After, think about what I'm saying. You guys would think that your wife is working, she's working in an office setting, and there's men in there, and you think your wife ain't got the possibility of messing around. Man, you got you, you, you in the twilight zone. Twilight zone, dude. I used to think that too. My first wife, oh my, she ain't gonna never mess around on me. My wife ain't gonna do that. Oh man, she's a, she's an upstanding, loving, caring woman. She loves me. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't no. No, that's not how it works. And so, and so, but here's here's there's one trump card. There's why I tell about the trump card in a minute. But the, no, I'm telling you about the trump card next, I'll probably forget. The one Trump card is if you got your, if you as the husband are on your game, if you as a husband are on your game, your wife ain't letting nobody in. I don't care if they come in, where they coming from. I don't care if he's the smoothest guy on the planet. If you're, if you're on your game as a man, as a husband, your wife is not letting anybody in. You know why? First of all, she's bonded to you. Second of all, she don't want to mess that up. She's happy. She likes being with you. Y'all, y'all, y'all best friends. Y'all hanging out. Y'all have a good life together. I don't mean just a good life. It has to be a good to great life. It just can't be an okay life because women get wore down. They really do. They get wore down. And so you've got to understand, man, that the Trump card and all of that of your wife messing around, even above the prevention, the way you prevent it, is you ask yourself questions, what I'm going to go over here in a little bit. But the other thing you do is you be on your game all the time. You never take your wife for granted. You always show appreciation. You never allow those two things to ever, ever, ever leave your consciousness. Just like if you're on the battlefield and you are a soldier, um, an infantry soldier, and you got, and, and, and you're, you're, you know, you're in Vietnam and hey, they're, you're, in a, you're in a battle. You're not going to just start taking that battle, taking stuff for granted and, and not appreciating your situation, are you? Of course you're not. You're going to be on alert all the time. Where's the next bullet coming from? Where's the next Viet Cong at? Where's the next uh, enemy at? Where is he at? You know, you're, you're, you know, you're down on the ground. You're looking around. You're behind bushes and trees and stuff. That's how you got to be as a husband, man. You got to always be on your game. With God, too, it's the same way. You cannot take those two things for granted ever, ever, ever. Because when you do, life just seems to go down. And then what happens is your beloved wife, when things are going well at home, then she becomes open and she allows guys to talk to her. And instead of, you know, instead of refusing them, she lets it go a little deeper, a little deeper. She don't need to, but that's why it's happened. That's why it's kind of like a It's kind of like not a, on purpose. And men, you have to understand the situation that you're in every day. Stop thinking just because you think your wife loves you that there is not another man or the way the way the society is set up is communistic. So the way it's set up, women are wearing pants. If your woman is wearing pants, that means what? She's a better worker. She's a uh, you know, she's better, you know, she's a better worker. She's uh she can work anywhere now. So that puts her around a lot of men. You know, used to be there were no women police officers, right? 
Guess what? That's not true anymore. So women and men work together all over the place, and then everybody goes, well, you know, well, uh, it was an accident, and I really didn't mean to. It was a mistake. Man, the way the society is set up is set up to destroy marriage. If you put men and women together all the time in an intimate, in intimate, um, in intimate situations like offices, offices, there's some offices that got a hundred people in the office. You know, 20 men, 80 women, 30, 50 men, 50 women, whatever. It doesn't matter the ratio. People, when we get together, we are we are naturally in, in um ordered towards being with each other and stuff. And so that's what happens to a husband when his game ain't on, he's he on his game. When a woman when a man's on his game, his wife will repel everything. She'll tell him, she'll tell the dude. You know, she won't and she won't allow herself to even get close like that. She'll stop it quick. Not that she wouldn't even even if the she will even if the guy's not hitting on her and she's not hitting on him, what'll happen is she'll be on tune to like uh, what's going on. Because the devil is real sly. Things happen real smooth. And if your wife, if you on your game at home, your wife is gonna be in tune to that kind of stuff. But if your wife is miserable and she's unhappy. She will allow. She'll start letting that stuff to to, to to come more in towards her, and and that's what I'm trying to tell you, man. You can't. You you. We have to. As men, we have to get our head out of our butt and start to really, really, really understand the situation that we are in. We need God. And we need our wives. And the best way to the way the best way to keep your wife happy to keep her from doing silly stuff is to. Prevent it. It's called preventative maintenance. I call it marriage maintenance. You know, and so that's what this program is about today. A little bit is about you know you understanding as a man that I cannot sit back and I gotta constantly ask myself questions to to, to through the eyes of God and have my radar my my radar up to see if I am. You know, to see if and to, to to measure myself to see if if I've offended my wife and things like that. Okay, so let's get started, man. Let's rock this, man. This is this is gonna be very interesting. Okay, so what is an examination of conscience? So, and why is it important to constantly look within ourselves and ponder our daily offenses against God, our wife, and our children, etc.? So. An examination of conscience is the act of loving prayer of love. I'm sorry. An examination of conscience is the act of looking prayerfully into our hearts to ask how we have hurt our relationships with God and other people. Does that make sense now? Now you see where I'm going. You see, if I'm if I if every day as a husband, I'm looking, I'm looking at my I'm thinking about man, what have I done today to offend God? What have I done today that would make God happy? That's that's really all it really takes, man, to constantly every day think like that. And you get in the habit of it. Then you go, did I do anything today to offend my wife? Is my And then, or, or, or do I do anything to make her unhappy? Do I do anything to make her uncomfortable? Whatever. Then, you know, then what happens? Then you naturally move to these to, to other questions of, is my wife, is she sick? Does she feel okay? You know, does something bad happen at work? Why is she, you know, why is she seem upset? Why is she not talking? See, once you start to consciously as a husband start to 
um, start to consider a lot of these things, especially the examination of conscience, you start to ask yourself other questions. It becomes a natural, a natural, natural thing for you to do. And then it becomes easy. Then you, then as I teach the guys in my program, then you start to, you start to be on radar and you always are, you start to know, you start to know what's wrong with your wife before your wife knows what's wrong with your wife. That is a skill. Now I'm not saying, you know, and, and, or if you don't know right away, you know, if you don't know before her, you said something's really going to sense things when things are right. And right when something's wrong with her, you're like on top of it. Like, baby, I, you know, are you okay today? You sure? I really want to know, you know, and, and I do my wife, like, I do my wife like that all the time because she don't, she's the kind of, she's, well, she's like a lot of people, not just women, a lot of people. Well, enough, I'm okay. Nothing's wrong. No, see, Jerry don't play that. I don't play that. I used to play that by first marriage. <laughs> I learned, I don't play that. I get to the bottom of stuff. You know, the reason why is because if a wife, if a wife really thinks you want to know what's wrong, she will tell you if she feels close to you. Sometimes she, well, even if she don't, she'll tell you. Okay. So again, an examination of conscience is the act of looking prayerfully into your, into our hearts to ask how have, uh, to ask how we have hurt our relationship with God and other people. Now, so now through our thoughts, words, and actions, that's the second part of it. So have we hurt our relationship with other people through our thoughts, words, and actions? See, I just kind of went over that. You know, our thoughts, you know, words and actions. Remember what Christ said in the New Testament, man. You know, you know what he said. You know, adultery is not just physically with another woman. Adultery is thoughts, even thoughts and entertaining and entertaining pleasurable thoughts of being with another woman. Now, to get it clear, because this is a this is a sticker what a lot of people you know, we, uh, we, you know, people get this question all the time. Let's say you are in a movie theater and the lights come on and you see a woman stand up and she starts walking out and you look at her and go, wow, she's pretty. You know, oh, she's got a nice body. She's nice, you know, and then you, you move on. That's, that's not, that's not adultery. Okay. But let's say the next woman stands up and she starts to walk out and you go, wow, man, she's pretty. Ooh, she's nice. I wonder if she'd go out with me. I wonder if uh if we, you know, if we boy, what would it be like to have sex with her? Ooh, man, that sounds ooh, that sounds good too. And see, you see the difference? The second one, what are we doing? We're like, we're like engaging and embracing that thought. We're taking pleasure in that thought, right? That's adultery. The first one, we're just admiring a beautiful woman, you know, looking at her butt or her boobs or her pretty hair or how pretty she is or her calves or her feet, whatever. And we're just like admiring the beauty because remember, art women are art. They're beautiful. They're beautiful. So when you see beauty, it's hard just to go, oh, I ain't going to look at that. If you see a beautiful painting or hear a, a piece of beautiful music, you see what I'm saying? You see, it's art. It's beauty. So that is not a sin. That's not adultery. But the other one where we take it further and further and further. And so what will happen is that's when we have problems. Okay. 
So that being said, um, so and to do this, we reflect on the Ten Commandments and the teachings of the church. So all of the examinations of conscience are, are through God. And what I say in the eyes of God is basically through the natural law, which is the Ten Commandments. Okay. So in scripture, an examination of conscience was commanded by the apostles St. Paul to be performed by the faithful each time they received Holy Communion. So, so proof of an examination of conscience in scripture is 1 Corinthians 11, 28 through 31. But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself. Okay, that's 1 Corinthians 11, chapter, chapter 11, 28 through 31. Okay, so that being said, that being said, you cannot take the Eucharist unworthily, which means what? Mortal sin. You're in mortal sin. All right. You've got to understand the communion, uh, the Eucharist is not a symbol in the Catholic Church. That is uh, the, the that is really the, the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And priests are giving the special power of transubstantiation, which basically means in a short, without going to a long, over, over, overly long explanation, is they are given the power to turn actual bread and wine into the blood of Christ. And when we drink it, that gives us grace, okay, to keep it simple, because I could go with it all day, all right? So that's why you hear St. Uh, St. Paul talk about you cannot eat and drink of Jesus Christ unworthily. Okay, that means you cannot be in mortal sin. That's why the Catholic churches have Catholic Church has um, uh, have confession. All right. So number twelve. Next, a constant examination of conscience daily helps keep and track and grow close to God. So that's what it does. It helps us keep on track in our spiritual life and our life with our families and our marriage and helps us grow closer to God. So today we'll go over the examination of conscience for the married. This is what's so beautiful about the Catholic church. This exam, there's an examination of conscience that, that one of my, um, one of the, one of my uh, dudes in my, in the program gave me two years ago, a year ago. Now I think it's two years. I don't remember, but anyway, um, he found, and it is so good. And so what it does, basically, examination of conscience is just asking you questions of possible offenses against your wife, against your marriage, which in turn, in the eyes of God, did you hurt your wife? And and now I'm talking about wives, but this, you know, it's, it says it's the examination of conscience for the married. So it means your wife, too. So did your wife commit these offenses against you as well? All right. So just to be clear, of course, I know it's common sense. You know, but me, sometimes I, I want to make sure everybody know everybody. So we're on the same page. OK, so that being said. um, So today we're going to do an examination of conscience It's called examination of conscience for the married, which basically focus on the married. And then tomorrow is really the married and children. But it's too long to go over both today in one in one show. So what I'm going to do is do part two tomorrow and do the kids. Okay. Do the children. So be sure to be here tomorrow too. Okay. So this document was constructed by father Thomas Wynandy. 
He is, uh, was the executive director of the Secretariat of Doctrine and Canonical Affairs for the USCCB with the United States uh, Catholic Bishops from 2005 to 2013. And what I'm going to do is I'll post a link to this. Uh, I'll post a link in the show notes to um, for you for that. All right. So remember, once again, to stay clear, stay on track. Um, an examination of conscience is the act of looking prayerfully into our hearts to ask how we have hurt our relationship with God and other people. So starting out with our spouse. So responsibilities to my spouse. So the first one is, have I cared for my spouse? That is self-explanatory. I'm not going to that one. Okay. The next one is, have I been generous with my time? Oh, 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 Jerry. No, you didn't go there. You messed with my messed with my buzz again. My buzz, my, my caffeine high. I just talked about that. Neglect. Have I been affectionate? Have I been generous with my time? See, men? See? God knows what he's doing. It's right here in the examination of conscience. Do not neglect your wife. You've got to give her her time. You've got to. Okay. So next, have I been affectionate and loving? Oh, oh, not again. Not again. Oh, have I been affectionate and loving? Oh, affectionate means what? I kiss my wife. I hug her. I hold her. I tell her I love her. I don't raise my voice. I don't, uh, I don't get mad. I control my anger and I'm loving. I hold, I have great conversations with her, intimate conversations. You know, next, have I told my spouse that I love him or her? Oh, not again, Jerry. I got to tell her I love her too. I got to tell her I love her. Oh, come on, Jerry. What's wrong with you and God? Y'all are tripping. <laughs> you got to tell your wife you love her. You got to. I ain't say you got to do it every day, but it needs to be a consistent thing. But then, See, the reason we don't like telling somebody, my wife, we love them because we got to back it up with actions. Ooh, we don't want to do that. Uh, next. And so another thing we got to understand is if you have any of these offenses, then what you must do is go to confession. And what you must do is ask for forgiveness because you are committing offense against your spouse, which is marriage, which is a sacrament. That's why this is all important. <laughs> Really, it is. Okay. So um, I have I told, let me see. Next, have I been concerned about the spiritual well-being of my spouse? Oh, Jerry, no, no, not that. Not the praying, Jerry. I gotta go pray for it too. I gotta, I gotta, oh man, I gotta tell her I love her. And then I gotta, I gotta do all this. I, I it's just going too. Now you didn't went too far now, Jerry. You didn't went too far. I gotta, I gotta go and do a pray with, pray for it too. Come on, man. I got to go to work. I got to go to work for eight hours a day. I don't have time to be going to no church and praying for her. You know, she has, that's her thing. She want to pray. That's on her. <laughs> the next. Um, so the spiritual well-being of your spouse is important, man, because without you as the protector and defender of your home from evil, then what will happen is Satan will enter your home. That's why if you have a chaotic home right now, of wife wanting to leave, you're unhappy, she's unhappy, the kids are in uproar, you know, that's what's going on. You have the demonic in your home. Next, 
Have I listened to my spouse? Oh, 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 oh. That's a tough one. Now, Jerry, you know you went too far. I quit. Jerry, I'm turning off the podcast. Uh, I will hear your show again. Uh, God is tripping. You tripping. I'm not trying. I, I ain't got to listen to her. I'm not listening to my wife. I ain't doing it, man. I ain't doing it. That's too much work. She talks too much. <laughs> Next. Uh, have I paid attention to his or her concerns, worries, and problems? And have I sought these out? Marriage maintenance, what I talked about earlier. Have I paid attention to his or her concerns, worries, and problems? Have I listened to my wife's problems? Not only did I listen to them and, and, and did I embrace them, and then did I go out to try to fix and solve her problems? You see? This is how you keep your wife from going out mess with some other dude. This is how you keep your wife from asking for divorce. This is how you keep your wife asking for some separation. This is how you keep your wife from putting the kids above you, from putting, uh, from putting her parents above you, her friends above you, talking to divorced women. This is how you do it. You ask yourself these questions, and then this gives you an avenue to go and try to fix it. If you're doing everything on this list, man, you will eventually have a great marriage. But guess what? If you didn't put it in the dumps too late, you're going to need help getting out of it. All right? Next. Uh, have I allowed resentments and bitterness toward my spouse to take root in my mind? And have I nurtured these? Oh, Jerry, did you hear what you just said? That is not fair. My wife ain't giving me no, she's not making love to me right now. Um, and so, listen, uh, I got the right to resent her. I sure do. Hey, one flesh, Jerry, you said every day at the start of your podcast, you said it. <laughs> one flesh, one flesh love. And my wife is not making love to me right now. Every time I try to make love to her, she tells me that she got a headache. <laughs> Yeah. And so what does that do? Builds up resentment. So, ladies, God is telling you right now, have you uh, if you're a husband, if you deny your husband, that's why denying your husband sexual intimacy is a mortal sin. One. Why? One, because it interferes in creation. Two. It, it causes resentment from your husband to you. Just like when you disrespect your husband. There's nothing in scripture that says love your husband. It says, it says respect him. And when you know with men, there's, there's two real quick ways. Well, three. There's three real quick ways to get on his bad side. One, you miss, you take his money and you spend it and you don't have, you don't get no permission. Number two, you deny him sex. And number three, you disrespect him. That's how you will have a you will have a bad marriage real quick by doing any one of those three things. Now, I'm sure some guys out there can say, well, Jerry, I got a couple more. I'll email you, let you know what they are. <laughs> That's fine, you know, but I'll just kind of, you know, the, the top three. Okay. So if you have resentment towards your wife, do you nurture these? You know what nurturing it means? It means like, look, I think about it all the time. You know, I'm I'm firing it up. I'm not trying to forget it. I'm not praying to get rid of it. You know, I'm letting it build. Okay. Number ne next one. Have I um have I forgiven my wife for the wrongs 
he have I given my spouse for the wrongs he or she has committed against me? Women, oh, 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 that's why I changed it from wise to we to spouse to him and her because women got this one bad. Women got this one bad. Now, sure, there are a lot of men like this, but as a as a thing, women, there's a reason women can kill their babies. There's a reason women can kill their babies. They when they get mad and they get hurt, dude, they will go to the ends of the earth. They don't play. This is why if you hurt your wife, you got to fix it. You can't be playing around talking about I'll take care of that later because your wife don't forget. She ain't going to forget. And what will happen, that's why I, I, told, I told the guy the other day, I said, man, why do you think, why do you think you had an affair 20 years ago and your wife told you she's over it, but then y'all something happened and she says, see, you, you messed around with that woman on me that that time and 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 and, and you still doing the same stuff now you ain't you ain't you ain't sorry and you like sweetheart i have not looked at another woman in 20 years since then that ain't true see women don't forget man this is why you got to be on your game you got to be on your game and and women they they you have to forgive if your husband has changed and he's proven he's changed you have to forgive him because that stuff will fester. And, and like, why, why we talk about build resentment, okay? Next, have I allowed misunderstanding, miscommunication, or accidents to cause anger and mistrust? Ooh, I'm going to say that one more time. Have I allowed misunderstanding, communication, or accidents to cause anger and mistrust? That goes along with allowing Satan in between in your marriage. Without, if you don't pray as a man, this will happen all the time. Your wife, y'all won't, y'all won't, y'all won't communicate, man. Then when you do, there'll be all these misunderstandings. Then because you didn't mean what you said, and she didn't mean what she said, this came out wrong. That's why I don't like emailing. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Well, emailing and texting, texting is way worse. Emailing, it takes an hour to write an email. You know why it takes an hour to write an email if it's not like one sentence or something? Because emails, man. If you don't put something exactly right, the person on the other end takes it the wrong way. We've all had that happen. And texting is worse. Somebody will text something to you and you think they tri- they pissed off or something. They're not. They just, they didn't, you know, or they're rude or whatever. They're not really being rude. It's just a text. That's, and that's the thing. That's what happens in marriages a lot. This is why a man must pray and a wife must pray. So, and, and, and learn how to communicate with each other so that we don't have these misunderstandings. And if there is a misunderstanding, we apologize and we try to get past it, okay? Next, have I nurtured critical and negative thoughts about my spouse? Self-explanatory, I already talked about that one. Next, have I manipulated my spouse in order to get my own way? Ooh, have I, have I manipulated my spouse in order to get my own way? Oh, how, how many times have we done that, right? Women, what they'll do, well, I really don't want to have sex. I had sex with him. Then I have sex with him. And then, hey, wait, we're in the bed and he's half asleep. Hey, baby, uh, can I go get this fur coat? <laughs> this is fur coat I've been I've been looking at. Can I go get that? You know, you know, I know I'm being I'm being I'm being silly, but my point of it is that happens all the time. People they manipulate their spouse to try to get what they want. Now, 
being a feminine woman and being a lady and 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 kind of and, and doing certain things to get your husband to do what you want, that's that's different. I'm not talking about that. That's being a woman, that's using a woman's power, which is beautiful. I'm talking about when we like I just said, like I'm trying to, you know, you're trying to manipulate, you know, your husband to do something that that you like Eve did, like Eve did in the Garden of Eden, right? Got the food to take the bite the apple. Now look, we all messed up. All right. So next one. Uh have I let me see? Have I tried to bully or overpower my spouse? Have I tried to bully or overpower my spouse? And that is not just men, it's women too, but mostly men. The thing I try to tell women and, and people all the time, women, you gotta you gotta stop confronting men. You've got to stop stepping to a man like you a man. You can't do that. Because first thing you do, and what I don't care if you're a woman, a child. Or another man, if you and all men know what I'm all men understand what I'm going to say. If you step to a man and you confront him, his natural instincts of his hormones are going to kick in, and his instincts are going to kick in, and he's going to get to battle mode. He's he's going to he's going to get to battle mode, right? And so you you don't want to to get that warrior mode out of your husband. That's not how you get things done anyway. You got to stop confronting a man like you a man and you ain't a man because one smack upside the head and you're going to fall 10 feet across the room. We don't want that. You got to stop confronting your husband, calling him names, yelling in his face, getting in his space. All you're doing is igniting that survival skill in him. And a lot of times, a lot of men, they can't control that. Men, which one thing you got to understand, I heard a priest say, if you think about it, me and we go through our whole life, we go through our whole life trying to control ourselves. That's what we do our whole life. So if a woman approaches us, we're trying to control ourselves, right? So that's what I'm saying. Stop doing that in your marriage. Stop it. Uh, next, have I spoken sharply or sarcastically to my spouse? That goes back to the communication thing. Next, have I spoken in a demeaning or negative way? We, we Like I said, we speak to our wife. It can't be demeaning. We have to be loving, empathetic, and sympathetic with her all the time. Why? Because we're bonded to her, and she will get hurt very easily. Next, um, have I injured my spouse through taunting and negative teasing? <laughs> Next, have I called my spouse harsh names or used language that is not respectful? Next, have I physically abused my spouse? Separation cause, number one. In the eyes of God, that's why this is here. It says separation cause. In the eyes of God, there are only two reasons for separation in a marriage, which means what? Move outside the house. And even that is not cause for divorce or an annulment. It's just cause for separation, meaning to get away. The first one is, have I physically abused my spouse? Has your husband hit you in the face or pushed you or knocked you down? Has your wife scratched you, jumped on your back and pulled you to the ground, hit you in the back of the head? That right there is physical abuse, straight up, straight out, in the eyes of God and his church, you have the authority and the cause to vacate the premises immediately for as long as it takes that person to
to get their stuff together. Enough said on that. Next, have I gossiped? Have I gossiped about my spouse? This goes to going out in the world and telling your friends, ladies, about your husband, about all the stuff he did wrong, all the stuff he ain't doing, all that stuff. Because telling your friends about the stuff your husband's doing ain't solving nothing. This is why it's called your call to talk to your husband. If your husband is not listening to you, then you go talk to maybe your parents. You know, then you go first. I wouldn't, you know, maybe I would put my priest before my parents. But, you know, talk to your priest, your parents, maybe a sibling, but no further than that. No, definitely not your kids. Oh, I hate when people go talk to their kids about how they how bad their husband is and stuff. That is so parentally irresponsible. Next, have I undermined the authority and dignity of my spouse through disrespect and rebelliousness? Ooh, that's a tough one. Have I under under if I undermine the authority and dignity of my spouse through disrespect and rebelliousness? So. That comes to that goes to talk about the natural order. So, what's the natural order of God? God, husband, wife, children. So, how does this happen? So, we already know that that man, that the husband is beholden to Christ. He's supposed to run his home like Christ. If he doesn't, his wife has the authority not to listen to him. Okay, why? Because if you're not leading us toward Christ, I ain't got to be obedient to you because you're crazy. Okay. So, but let's go deeper. So the next one is women. Let's get over it. It's the way God set it up. You know it. Everybody knows it. Women are ordered toward following their husband. It's only when when their husband doesn't follow Christ and die to them and die to Christ and die for you as a woman that you start getting upset. When your husband doesn't be supposed to do, you don't mind following him. That's why, men, you must lead your home through Christ, okay? Because your wife will rebel and your kids will, re- will rebel if you don't, eventually. So your wife, but women, what they have this nasty, nasty thing of, I'm going to, I'm not going to follow him. I ain't going to do what he says. I'm a feminist. I'm a, I'm a, 19, I'm a 2023 woman and I can do what I want and I have to listen to him and all that stuff. Well, that's going to get you into trouble with your husband and your marriage is going to fall apart. And more importantly, it's going to get you in trouble with, with God. And then the third thing is you're going, to, you're, going to, you're going to invite demons into your home. You're going to open up the doorway to the, to the demonic and get demons in your home. You cannot allow that as a wife. You've got to follow the natural order. When you step outside the natural order of God, husband, wife, children, you open yourself up to be attacked by the demonic. Christ will allow pain in your life. It might not happen in a week. It might not happen in a month, but it will eventually happen. It happens to wives in my program all the time. Once their husband starts to get together, he's praying for them. He's doing what he's supposed to do. And the wife still does not just still rejects him. All of a sudden, well, she tore her Achilles tendon. All of a sudden she gets in a car wreck. All of a sudden she gets the flu or she got to go to the hospital. That is not coincidence. Okay. Next, have I been moody and sullen? That's self-explanatory. If you've been moody and sullen, 
Once you get over it, you go apologize. Next, have I bickered with my spouse out of stubbornness and selfishness? Pride. Pride. Sometimes you just got to keep your mouth shut. If you don't agree with something, just let it go. Okay? Bickering only leads to arguing. Arguing leads to fighting. Fighting leads to emotional connection leaving. Emotional connection leads to women and husbands leaving each other. Divorces. Okay? 42, have I lied or been deceitful to my spouse? I can't tell you how many people in today's society that are married, they lie to each other. That's the, the eighth commandment. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Now, see, I always get stealing and, and, and lying mixed up. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's eight. But anyway, hey, I'm, I'm you know, when you're doing stuff live, it's hard to, <laughs> it's, it's hard to remember everything. But look, the deal is this. The deal is this. It's the eighth commandment. Thou shalt not lie and bear false witness. I cannot tell you how deceitful married couples are to each other. I can't, it's, it's ridiculous. They lie about the stupidest stuff. They keep their phones locked. They have their phones. They, they, you know, the, the husband or wife tries to ask you where you're going. That's my business. Or they lie about where they're going. You know, who were you talking to on the phone? Oh, I was just talking to my mom. I wasn't talking to your mom. I was talking to your girlfriend. Just lie about stupid stuff. This doesn't make sense to lie to your spouse. How do you expect to build a great marriage and, and build trust? Okay? We cannot do that. And look, these things build up on each other. You see how quickly... I've done like, I'm almost done and I've done a lot of them. And you see how quickly that stuff builds up? Have you got all this stuff in your marriage or close to it? And you see how quickly that you as a man want to go get another woman and you as a woman go going to get another man. You see how that builds up? Dude, you got to put the stuff in the bud. Okay, next. Um, Let me see. I thought, oh, have I, let's not say, have I misused sexuality? I talked about that earlier. Have I misused sexuality? You know, you don't have sex for you as a man. Sex is for God and your wife. Get over it. That's the way it is. If you do it like I asked, you have all the sex you want. If you keep doing sex for you, you're going to have, I got a, you go here, I got a headache every day. Trust me. Uh, next, have I used sex, sexual relations solely for my own sexual pleasure? We've got to we got to get away from selfishness of thinking about ourselves all the time. If you allow your wife to be sexually fulfilled as a woman, she will want to make love to you. But if if every time you guys make love and she's not having a good time and she's not sexually fulfilled, she's not going to want to have sex. She's not. And if you don't make love to her outside the bedroom through conversation, through uh, through walks, be romantic, you know things like that, she's not even want to go get in the bedroom with you. Okay, next. Um, have I been too demanding in my desire for sexual fulfillment? Have I been too demanding in my desire for sexual fulfillment? Basically, what that means is your husband, your wife doesn't want to make love, and you start getting all mad and pissed off and, and, and start causing the scene and, and get losing control. Um, look, we talked about that earlier too, that a lot of times that's the woman's fault too. Women get selfish, selfish, they don't think about the needs of their husband. Just because they don't want to make love, that means my husband don't want to make love. But what, as a man, this is why you become, you got to become a good lover. You got to understand what that means, and you've got to so that when your wife does make love to you when she don't really want to, she, she you and her are, are your your passion and your love for each other and your intimacy for each other 
and your blissfulness for each other and 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 all of that 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 um makes her want to make love to you more often all the time okay next have i been loving and physically affectionate in my sexual relations or have i used sexual relations in a way that would be demeaning or disrespectful to my spouse basically lust lust well i went over that five episodes ten episodes ago if you want to know more about that uh what's that oh man what's that uh oh the uh the the podcast i did on um on uh the offenses against chastity was that masturbation homosexuality um uh abortion uh prostitution masturbation all the that kind of stuff you know anything got to do pornography Anything to do with that kind of stuff, man, is is you are you are going against God, which is going against the the the, the sacredness of of love making with your wife, um, and so that 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 damages both of you guys' soul and it damages your marriage. Okay. Next, um, have I refused? Have I refused sexual relations out of laziness, revenge, or manipulation? See, people have people, especially in the Catholic Church, but other a, a lot of other Christian faiths too. Darn it. They have this thing that God hates sex, <laughs> that sex is dirty, that we're not supposed to be having sex. That is so untrue. If that was the truth, why would God create it? I know for procreation, but this, it was also created for the unity of the spouses. For the union, for the husband and the wife to become one flesh, to enjoy each other, to love each other. And so when we when 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 we refuse, or we talked about before, God wants us to make love to each other. He does. Sex is not dirty, it's only dirty when you involve lust into it. Okay. But when you make love in a loving, blissful, holy, and and caring and uh, unselfish way. God wants you to have as much of much love making that you both can stand. Okay. Another thing too, laziness, revenge, or manipulation. Sex relations, not having sex with your husband or wife out of laziness is a mortal sin. You cannot deny if it's a reasonable request, which means reasonable, which means what? You are not actually sick. You know, if you got you know, you got cancer or something, you just had a treatment whatever, something like that, that is reasonable of reasons why you, you should make love to your husband or wife if if those are but on a normal day-to-day basis. If your husband or wife asks to make love, then she is he or she is obliged to get to do so in the eyes of God, not in the eyes of Jerry. Now, don't get it twisted. Okay, then next, uh, have I refused to conceive children out of selfishness or material greed? Have I refused to conceive children out of selfishness or material greed? Uh, that is self-explanatory. Contraception, um, um, birth control is a bad, bad thing. It is a mortal, grave sin against humanity, against God, and against our marriage. Um, and when we put, we, we try and we try to rationalize and say, well, I can't afford, I'm gonna wait till I can afford a house, or I'm gonna wait till I can pay off all my bills. I'm away. Whatever it has to do with, I, I, you know, I got to get a car. We start. We're married. When you get married, you should already have. You should be already ready to have kids. You should not be getting married if you're not ready to have kids. Okay. Next, uh, have I? I have. I had an abortion or encouraged others to have an abortion. Self-explanatory. 
Next, have I flirted or fostered improper relations with someone else, either in my mind or through words and actions? Talk about that for 10 minutes before. Please, you know, understand that when we when we do things like that in our mind, when we flirt with other people, our spouse starts not to trust us. It causes resentment. It causes anger. It causes mistrust. It just makes our marriage go down. Okay. Have I used pornography in books, magazines, or movies? So people don't really realize that pornography is, 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 is adultery. Um, if a, if a husband does it, what he's doing is he's giving his mind, his mind and his body and his soul to another, you know, and, and, and it, it, that is against our wives. Okay. Next, um, have I committed adultery? So that's okay. Have I committed adultery? Separation cause number two. Remember I said there are two only two reasons in the eyes of God and his church that we can separate, not divorce or file for the annulment. It means separate. And adultery is number two. So physical abuse is number one. Adultery is number two, which means what? If as a husband, your wife goes out and gets another man on you, that is caused for separation from her. That is caused you don't give her sex. You don't do anything that's intimate with her until she ceases and stops relationship with this other man. Why? Because you are not a fool. You are not a tool. You are not a doormat. Okay? And that's how it works. Now, once your wife stops having an affair with another person, another man, or these days, hell, it could be another woman, <laughs> uh, then you as her husband are obliged to take her back and to try to make things work. There's no such thing as divorce for adultery. Sorry, I used to think that too, but it's not. Uh, next, three more. Have I misused alcohol or drugs? Self-explanatory. Have I masturbated? The thing about masturbation is it's selfishness. Love is meant to be shared. If I'm a man and I'm masturbating, or I'm a woman and I'm masturbating, that means I can I can go longer without having to have sex, without my urges and my body and my soul wanting to wanting to consummate my marriage again with my wife or with my husband. Okay, so if I'm masturbating, that lets me go longer without without having those feelings come up inside me. And that's why, man, and plus spilling our seed on the ground as a man is a mortal sin. It goes against creation. Anytime we go against creation, that causes a problem with God. Okay? So that is why masturbation is wrong. Not because God is trying to, um, not because God is trying to, uh, is trying to control you or hurt you or be mean to you. It's because Masturbation is selfishness. It causes premature ejaculation. It causes erectile dysfunction. Also, it interferes in creation, which is God's ultimate plan to have all the souls with him in heaven. And lastly, have I been financially irresponsible? We have all done that one, most of us. And so that is a very good cause for separation too. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But that, is, that can cause a lot of problems in marriage, financial problems. So with that being said, I hope you guys got some out of that. We will be right back.
I am so glad that you hung with me today. Um, I went a little bit. Oh, why? Well, I don't. Why would I always say that? I didn't go over. I'm here at 12 o'clock if I get phone calls. But anyway, that was in depth. The examination of conscious. This is how you listen. If you really listen to what I said and you take it to heart, you, man, this will stop your wife from leaving you. This will stop your wife from having other men mess with her. You will. This will help you to examine examine yourself and how you're doing as a husband. And I'm telling you, man, it will go a long way. You know, it will keep you out of marriage crisis. It will. But if you ignore it, you become lazy. You just think, well, that God's tripping, Jerry's tripping, or whatever. Then, man, you will you you know, you will be in marriage crisis. Your wife will want to leave. You she ask for a divorce. Um, she'll ask, she'll get a divorce, one on annulment, all that kind of stuff because she's unhappy. All right. So again, thank you guys for being here. And as we always do, we conclude today with our quote from Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, which states. Society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.